0: It's a joy to be with you this morning, Monday morning. It's a privilege. Uh, The uh, verse that I wanted to bring to our focus is Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and uh, 14. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. Those like this, enter through the narrow gate For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life. And there are few who find it. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there are many who enter through it. Or the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life And there are few who find it may ask brother why are you talking about this early in the morning <laughs> beginning of a good christmas season uh, is there a better thing to dwell on i i want to place this this is the reality whether we like it or not whether we want it or not this is the truth the narrow gate is the gate that you and I need to enter. So it will be much easier on the broader gate, the broader road, but it leads to destruction. What, what, how do you define a narrow gate? It's not a gate that accommodates everybody, every way of life for one. It's also not a gate where Everything goes. This is a, such a narrow gate that you literally need to be stripped of whatever else you're carrying for, for you to be squeezed through this gate. It's a gate of denial, it's a great gate of uh, letting go, it's a gate where uh, you go through pain. See, uh, even sports, or music, or any 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 area of, or even business, needs disciplines. Sportsmen know this. You and I, as you know, whether you are at sports now or not, in early days, uh, to be in a team, it needed exercises. It needed it needed discipline. It needed early morning running and evening running and uh, you know uh, various you you had to force your body and you had to choose intentional deprivation of sleep and comfort when other friends who were not in sports were having fun you you had to deny a lot of things uh, so that you could you could give yourself do sports to be fully, same with musicians. Average sportsman, a good sportsman trains for hours every day, same with musicians, artists, even business people stay to be be focused to their calling. They sacrifice times away from family, sacrifice many other things. Uh, So this is not unknown to us, but when it comes Uh, To us uh, in the Christian world, we tend to reject it. We tend to see that as something bad, something as not to be preached of. You know, we don't hear this often because people don't like to hear it. They think it's only Jesus that sets a hard path before us. But the truth is, for anything good to come in the future, there is a cost to be paid now. That's the reality. And this is what this is saying, you know. Enter through the narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad. That leads to destruction. There is no restrictions there. And there are many who enter through it. Almost all will enter there. And for the gate is small and the way is narrow. That leads to life. And there are few who find it, they don't even find it. You know, let alone enter it, they don't even find it because it is so uh, discomforting. Uh, you you want it easy, so you choose the easy one. The verse connected to this is Matthew uh, sixteen. Let me read that also. Matthew chapter sixteen, uh, verse twenty four. He. Uh, You know, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself. That's so much like sports. I know in sports, you have to deny. There is so much of denial. You have to deny sleep. You deny food, certain kinds of food. You deny other things. You... you, you, you're so focused. You, go, you undergo these denials willingly, very happily. Put your body through struggle pain. You beat your body. For those of you in running, you know Musuri and uh, Uti as endurance training places. Hill stations have less oxygen. Higher you go, there's less, less oxygen in the atmosphere. So, these runners put themselves in high places, in Colorado Springs. In the U.S., Colorado Springs is a place for endurance training. All the big athletes, even boxers, will have a house there because they want to live in a place with less, less oxygen, so their lung gets used to living on less Amen. your body needs oxygen. But they intentionally choose to deny themselves oxygen the less that they can be on. You know why? Because they know in the fighting, in the boxing ring, on the last round or in the running race, in the last uh, 100 meters or in the last 10 meters, there will come a point where they will be gasping for oxygen and their body has to kick into the next gear with saying, I'm going to go on a low oxygen mode now. Then comes the difference between the one who denied himself oxygen and the one who did not deny, one who did not train his lung to function on less. Same way uh, I've seen in Tutukurin, where I grew up, uh, you know, men go for pearl fishing. When they go for pearl fishing, they will train them to be underwater for five, six, seven, eight minutes. You know, the early ones will be there for three, you know, first when they started, they they can't even be there for, you know, for more than a minute. But then over time, they train themselves to be on very less oxygen, stay there for a longer time. So they could go all the way down to the bottom of the sea. And uh, denying themselves so that they can have the reward at the end. So here we see this verse 24, deny himself, not others denying you. You deny, you choose to deny. Take up his cross. What does that mean? The sufferings, the cash, the pain that has been given to you whatever has been given to us in life whatever has been played out willingly embracing it there are cultures which deny which does not face their pain there are so many people that i know in parts of the world where they have a problem in marriage One of them will say, I'm out and just pile everything into a U-Haul on the back of their own truck and just drive across the country to another city, another state far away, find a house, start their life again, completely unable, unwilling to face their struggle, the pain of marriage. Sometimes marriages are a, a to work on in those seasons, the ones that stay back and say, "I will face it. I will willingly take up this cross, even when the other person is uh, not making sense. When it doesn't make sense to me, I will choose to stay and endure, and I will work through this." That is the need of the hour. That is what heals, because then out comes a very beautiful, a glorious, you know, a restoration of a home of marriage. The world teaches us to just escape. That's what, you know, know, many are in denial of their own struggles. Jesus was not that. He took up his cross. Jesus, you know, denied himself. He took up his cross. And we are asked to also take up our cross. You know, uh, he doesn't ask you to take somebody else's cross. He asks us to take our own cross, our own uh, challenges, limitations, pain that has come our way, willingly, with our open hands. And follow me. Basically, it means imitate me. Jesus forgave those who laid all this undue weight on him. He did not lay any weight on others. He forgave them. He freed them from all their unrighteousness. He said, Father, forgive them. Can we also, having endured, can we also forgive, release the people in our lives that may have brought extra burden onto us? John 14, verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but to me. Not only is that the door, it's also the way, the way of the cross. The way of the cross, what Jesus did, how he did it, is our way in life. See, this door is so small, you have to seek for it. It doesn't come to us naturally and we don't enter into it also willingly but for even those of us who are willing and available it takes seeking yeah it's so small we need to find it we need to search for it simple as I said simple things like sports shows that hard way hard way I remember in school learning karate and uh, a big part of karate I mean we all wanted to jump in there and hit somebody uh, you know that was why we got it but we later realized over the years that karate was not that karate was actually to train my mind and my beat my body down. it was actually more a restraining discipline than an enabling discipline you did you did push uh, you know you did push up with your palms down for a few weeks and then you did push-ups with your, uh, you know, 10 fingers on the ground and then you reduced your fingers gradually. Then you did just your index finger and your thumb and maybe your little finger and then you removed one and then you were supposed to over over a year's time at least get down to just your thumb and then you were supposed to do with your knuckles push-ups. Man, that hurts, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, the teacher didn't even permit you to clear the ground of any sand, you know. He said, let it be there. Do it with the sand on the floor. You know, that's how you train your knuckles, you know. All of that what? So that you don't hit anybody. <laughs> you know, so that you don't harm anybody. You, you, you come to a place where you can actually be in a posture where you can take care of yourself, and that's all that does. And uh, for for something so meaningless, something small as that, you know, now it looks so meaningless uh, looking back, but the discipline, the denial part, the willingly entering that narrow, that gives you benefits of, uh, you can put yourself Through hard times. it teaches you for life actually. Those exercises. It taught me for life. You can incrementally put yourself through hard times. Willingly. When it is given to you. You can search the scriptures to find the narrow path. All of us face this choice every day by the way. We face this choice of whether to take the narrow path or the broad. Everybody goes through the broad path. But the choice of looking and embracing the narrow path is is ours every morning, every noon, every night. Somebody is talking stuff they don't even know. Narrow path, be patient. Be patiently listening to them. Not putting them down. Give them the breath. Somebody is saying things they don't even know. Being central. Naropat, biting your tongue. You, you know more about it than they ever will. Quietly. Quietly. There are various ways we can choose a path. I was told by a friend. He was with a famous photographer. A world-class photographer. Won many awards and they were out taking a walk uh, in the mountains and then there was a couple um, who were who, you know, who were uh, on a honeymoon that were taking photographs of each other and when they saw these two men walk by they said can you take a picture of us together with the mountain behind us and uh, the photographer said sure and the guy came uh, the the uh, you know the new married guy the, the man uh, came and started explaining this simple point and shoot camera. Okay, this guy is a world class photographer with numerous global awards. Uh, has some fancy mega you know zoom cameras you know in his uh, in his room, but he patiently listened to this guy explaining to him not to put his finger there, how to click and where to click. Uh, basically, in a in a little sense, that's using the narrow path. In everything, you know, entering a house, entering a house, the living room, there is a choice of narrow path and the broad path, even there. Where do we want to sit? Our eyes normally scan the most comfortable. The seat that will give us the best view of the room, the most comfortable. Choose the hardest seat. Choose the hardest seat. Doctors tell you, when you climb the steps, take two steps at a time, three steps at a time. That way you get some exercises in. Why don't we do that? Narrow path. Even in walking. Even in even with using the towel uh, uh, to dry ourselves after a shower. He said, do it briskly. So that gives you an exercise. That's a narrow path. There are so many ways we can choose the narrow in our life, in our day. Yet yet the world looks down on it. The world wants the easy path. But the benefits of life are given to the one who chooses the narrow. And uh, it is a hard door to enter. You you have to let go. It It is beyond your control. It's a life of control, but then the stripping away your identities. Sometimes the business cards that we give us give us very big identities. Sometimes life, God will permit seasons where those business cards are stripped away from us. And then you'll see the man, how he really is. How he behaves when his identities identities are stripped, When he loses property, when he loses a business, when he loses a title, how he behaves. That's the real us coming out. And God's patient, even there with us. In spite of our waywardness, he still mercifully, mercifully continues to remove things that will encumber us from entering the narrow. Then finally, carrying the cross, facing the pain, embracing the cross. You can't carry the cross without embracing it. You have to hold with your, all your might, the cross. All your strength, the cross that actually puts you down, that's going to be your ending. That's that's actually killing you. You are partaker of your own death. You actually participate in the killing of yourself because you are enabling the stripping away and the dying. The less that we use the our name, the less that I refer to me, myself, I in our conversation the less that we boast of ourselves, the less we talk about lineages, our achievements, our family lines, our children, all the achievements. We consider them all as nothing. In the light of whom, him who was, though he was known as God, he gave up everything. He let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. Came down to us, to our level. And even to the extent that he even took baptism. Baptism is as a repentance of sins. He even identified with us even to that extent. Can you imagine that? He took, willingly took baptism. What does that say? You know, I submit myself to the condition of man. That is the call, my friend. Narrow road versus the broad road. It's postponing the attitudes. The Sermon on the Mount is all about postponing from here to there. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are uh, those who mourn. You postpone everything. Everything is postponed to the hereafter where God himself is your comforter. You see God, he wipes away your tears, uh, you know, all of this enduring the suffering of the now, willingly. See, the alternate to this is that you go through life running away from pain, running away from things that cause you hurt. And there are many, many who run away from pain, from brokenness, from facing their hurts carry their wounds all through life, running, running, running. This narrow road makes you face your pain. May God help us to choose the narrow where we we carry a cross, where we deny ourselves. May there be a big reward for us because for the denial in the now, embracing of the cross in the now, Seeking entering through the narrow door. Now there is a reward in the after. Shall we pray, Father God? Help us against the current of the world to choose the hard and the narrow. Show us how to deny. Even today, remind us of the fruit that's waiting for us. The rewards that are within your hands. May that be our motivation and our desire. In Jesus' name.